Chapter 23 of Organic Evolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines. Organic Evolution by Richard Swan Lull. Chapter 23, Part 1. Cave and Deep Sea Life. Marvel how the bat discerns some pitch-black caverns fifty turns, led by a finer tact, a gift he boasts, which other birds must shift without, and grope as best they can. Browning. Origin of Caves. Those caves which are of moment as animal habitats are invariably the abandoned channels of underground rivers which prevail in limestone regions. This limestone is soluble in water, so that instead of being confined to the surface of the earth, the waters sink underground, enlarging the crevices through which they descend, till the level of groundwater is reached, when the movement becomes lateral and subterranean channels of considerable magnitude are formed. If the level of groundwater becomes depressed, the waters then tend to flow at lower levels, and the process may be repeated, the older channels being abandoned except in time of flood, just as the ancient surface courses were. This abandonment may be due to a gradual lowering by erosion of the river valleys, which serve as outlets for the region, but is more generally due to a gradual uplift of the land to a new level. For manifestly where the ultimate outlet of the river system is the ocean, the subterranean streams cannot descend below sea level. Subsequent subaerial agencies, rain and wind and frost, denude the surface, laying bare portions of the caverns so as to afford ingress for the cave-dwelling plants and animals, and subterranean life begins. Still, further surface erosion brings more and more of the cavern to light, until it may ultimately be destroyed. The far-famed natural bridge of Virginia is a relic of what may once have been an extensive cave or series of caves. These caverns form discontinuous units of environment, as there may be no means of communication from one to another. The creatures within them, therefore, if no longer suited to epigean earth life, virtually confined, and must in extreme cases be the product of a very local evolution. In certain of the larger cavern regions, the individual caves do communicate, or at any rate are part of the same subterranean drainage system. Hence, the aquatic types which they contain can intermingle within the limits of the system, but they may be nevertheless confined entirely within such limits. Distribution of Caves In North America, there is a large cave area extending through parts of Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Missouri, embracing the so-called Mammoth Cave region. Mammoth Cave itself is ten miles in length, and its tortuous channels cover a distance three times as great. In Edmondson County, Kentucky, alone, there are said to be at least four thousand sinkholes, or pipes, through which surface waters pass underground, and five hundred known caves. Wyandotte Cave in Indiana and Luray Cavern in Virginia are other well-known American caverns, as one would naturally infer, the region north of the Ohio River constitutes a separate system, or bionomic unit, from that to the south. In Cuba there are extensive caves in communication with the sea, and in Europe there are others, notably in Camiola and other portions of Austria, 
and illyria and in the bases pyrenees in france and spain the last together with those of the dordogne region in western france and the cantabrian mountains in spain are of great human interest in that they formed the abode of man in late paleolithic time and contain on their walls the marvellous art of the stone age few caverns exist in the glaciated regions of europe or north america as almost all of them lie south of the great terminal moraine geological age of caverns the older caves like the fort kennedy cave schuylkill river pennsylvania antedate the last glacial invasion and contain the remains of a pleistine fauna such as the taper peccary megalonyx and mylodon in all about forty species of which all but twelve are now extinct these remains were swept into the cave by floods and not drawn into it by animals as in the case of many european caves the forms represented are thus all epigean and do not represent a cave fauna such as we are to discuss the caverns in which living creatures are now found are all pleistine and although certain older caves may have been re-excavated the fauna is probably not older than the glacial period the cave fauna as such is therefore geologically speaking of relatively recent date which accounts for the fact to be emphasized later that the adaptive changes which the creatures have undergone are almost all the result of degenerative specialization no new structures having arisen owing to the brevity of time nature of the environment two physical characteristics stand out most strikingly absence of light and nearly uniform temperature the first especially being a decided and far-reaching effect upon cave-dwelling forms in connection with these features the caves may be divided into three regions as follows cave regions one twilight despotic or transitional region this lies just within the mouth of the cave and is bounded by the distance to which light penetrates from without conditions vary therefore from those of the outer world to those of the real cave two region of fluctuating temperatures wherein may be felt the diurnal or seasonal variations of heat and cold three inner cave region where light is absent and where the temperature remains comparatively constant regardless of the varying epigean conditions for example, the Shawnee Cave at Mitchell, Indiana, where the extreme of thermometric variation, the year-round, is only 2.2 centigrade. This cave is opened at both ends, and the air flows through it freely. These regions vary greatly in different caves. Some Cuban caves are entirely of twilight character, due very largely to their being sea caverns, the water at their mouth diffusing the light, and thus causing it to penetrate much more deeply into the recesses than it otherwise would. These caves usually contain an abundant fauna, consisting largely of regular or accidental visitors from without. In certain ice caves which conserve the winter temperatures, that is, such as can be entered by the prevailing winter winds, but not by those of summer, the entire portion beyond the twilight area may belong to the second section, while in tropical caves the second section may not exist at all. Moisture the degree of moisture in the cave conditions while practically uniform in some parts of a cave may fluctuate more than any other element in other portions the great increase is of course found in the streams and pools especially after a rain 
for then the river Styx of Mammoth Cave may rise sixty feet above the low water level, while in Shawnee Cave certain portions are filled to the ceiling. The water fluctuates, therefore, in amount, clearness, and swiftness with outside meteoric conditions. On the other hand, in the upper parts of Mammoth and Wyandotte Caves, the dust may lie undisturbed for years, for in the former there are still shown the tracks of oxen made in 1860, while in the latter are to be seen impressions of the moccasined feet of Indians. Barometric Pressure Barometric pressure varies as without, and there is also variation in the air as well as in the water currents. The air currents are caused by 1. Flow of water, 2. Epigean breezes, 3. Changes in atmospheric pressure, and 4. Differences in temperature. On the whole, the biological environment is comparatively simple, and the adaptations are largely a response to lack of light, scarcity of food, and uniform conditions. Flora The absence of light and dryness is inimical to plant life, especially to green plants, which, as we have seen, form the ultimate food supply of all animal creation. Hence, the source of food of cave creatures is a very important problem. The plants which do exist are such as dwell in darkness, and there have been recorded the following. Mammoth Cave 1. Common Fungus, identified as Ozonium aracomum, link, which is found upon wood in caves of Great Britain, Germany, Michigan, and elsewhere. Barlow says of it, as far as I know, it is simply the mycelium of some unknown fungus. 2. Reddish, button-shaped fungus. 3. Green mold. 4. Long, white mold. 5. Fungus growing on the body of a cave cricket. 6. Agaricus, forming when observed in 1881, a natural bed of mushrooms. Wires cave. 1. Pezizop. 2. A colorless agaric. Lore cavern, two species of fungi described by Hovey, one, long white mold hanging in festoons, two, mucor stalactitis, a supposed new species. Bacteria seem to be absent, if one may judge from the following evidence. Washington's Hall, Mammoth Cave, is a chamber of the largest size, and for many years the lunching place of tourists. The larger masses of gypsum afford convenient seats and tables for picnickers, and are strewn about with chicken bones and bits of food. The accumulation of such rejectaments is very great, to be reckoned perhaps by the cartload. Yet, notwithstanding the presence of so much offal, kept perpetually moist by contact with the gypsum sand, not the slightest taint is perceptible in the air of the chamber. Only at close quarters the recently deposited morsels give off a peculiarly rancid odor. As before, in the rotunda, I was struck with the conviction that decay in the cave is an exceedingly slow process, accomplished mainly through the agency of a few fungi. But if bacteria are absent, other scavengers in abundance attack this food material. I found it swarming with the larvae of adelopes and the maggots of a small fly, Fora, the imagos of the beetle and pupiary of the fly were also present in countless numbers. On the other hand, the decay of mine timbers is generally rapid, dependent upon warmth and moisture. This may be far from the entrance. Here, however, the bacteria may be brought in with the timber or by the constant passing in and out of the miners, 
or they may be blown in with the enforced ventilation. The conditions are hardly the same as in a natural cave. End of chapter 23, part 1. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah.